On February 2nd, the American Association for the Advancement of Science posted an article on its Eureka Alert website entitled, Why Are People Climate Change Deniers? As someone who has been saddled with this pejorative moniker, I was immediately interested in why environmental progressives think I am a climate change denier, which, of course, is designed to sound a whole lot like Holocaust denier. So let's find out. I am David Arla Gates, and welcome to Created to Rain, a production of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. The Cornwall Alliance is a ministry dedicated to helping fulfill the mandate God gave mankind in Genesis 1.28, to subdue and rule the earth in a way that enhances its fruitfulness, its beauty, and its safety, for the glory of God and for the benefit of our neighbors. The American Association for the Advancement of Science, also known as the AAAS, began their article with the question, do climate change deniers bend the facts to avoid having to modify their environmentally harmful behavior? If true, the implication is that anyone who isn't a progressive environmentalist is lying to themselves simply to keep from changing their lifestyle. It turns out that this AAAS article was really a press release for an article that was embargoed until February 2nd by Nature Climate Change. The article entitled, A Representative Survey Experiment of Motivated Climate Change Denial, was written by Lasse Strotzer and Florian Zimmermann of the Institute for Labor Economics in Bonn, Germany. Zimmerman also is affiliated with the Department of Economics at the University of Bonn. Now, just so you know where this article is going, the abstract begins, quote, Climate change is arguably one of the greatest challenges today, unquote. Uh, yes, I would argue about it. The article itself states bluntly, human activities caused the recent warming of the earth. Both the abstract and the paper subsequently proclaim that although the scientific consensus is that human activities cause climate change, a substantial part of the population downplays or denies human responsibility. So why? Why does a substantial part of the population deny the science? which is clear, compelling, and reaches, quote, a near-unanimous scientific consensus, unquote. You always have to push that so-called consensus. To answer this question, the authors conducted an experiment by selecting 4,000 respondents from the population of the United States. My first question, why the United States? Are there no climate deniers in Germany? Well. No, there aren't. An article by Klinger, Matag, and Schaefer in 2022 declared that, quote, no segment in Germany consists of climate change deniers, unquote. There only exists, apparently, a German-specific moderate form of skepticism. But back to Strotzer and Zimmermann. They used 4,000 respondents from the United States population to address three questions. One, 
Does motivated cognition shape beliefs about climate change? Two, does motivated cognition influence how people seek out information about climate change? And for their most important question, number three, does environmentally harmful behavior increase when people anticipate the opportunity to justify their behavior? Now, before we can go on, we need to define motivated cognition, as not everyone knows what that means. According to the field of psychology, motivated cognition refers to the influence of your motives on memory, information processing, reasoning, judgment, and decision-making. If one has a vested interest in the outcome of their thinking and reasoning, they may be less open-minded than if they did not have a preferred outcome in mind. In short, it means that if you have a preconceived idea as to what the outcome should be, you will bias your reasoning and your judgment to favor that preconceived idea. Here's how Stolzer and Zimmerman's experiment worked. Participants were allocated at random to either one of two groups and were given $20. The first group could split the $20 between two organizations, both of which were committed to fighting human-induced climate change. The second group could either give the $20 to one of the organizations or keep the money for themselves. See, if I were a participant in the second group, I would take the $20 and give it to an organization that could do more for our environment than any of these progressive environmental organizations will, like the Cornwall Alliance. But of course, I am biased, and I digress. In the second group, nearly half chose to take the money and run from funding the environmental organization. For these people, the researchers asked them to justify their decision retrospectively. One author commented that he felt one way the respondents would do that is to simply, quote, deny the very existence of climate change, unquote. The authors posited that selfish behavior, in their view, choosing to keep the money rather than to give the money to help fight climate change, would be related to irrational reasoning. For example, environmentalists will take a plane trip because they can rationalize that the plane would take off anyway, or that one plane flight would not hurt the planet that much, or the true climate denial excuse that nobody has ever proven the existence of human-made climate change anyway. Motivated cognition would suggest that those who kept the money for themselves subsequently would justify their actions through self-deception by denying the science behind climate change at a rate higher than in the group that did not have the option to keep the money. Remember, the two groups were assembled at random. Thus, the self-deception group that took the money should exhibit a greater doubt of climate change. But as one of the authors concluded, quote, we didn't see any sign of that effect. Unquote. Hmm. So, just what did this study prove? Absolutely nothing. But the authors certainly didn't want this research to go to waste. Thus, they concluded that the results exhibit a, quote, variant of motivated reasoning, specifically that denying the existence of human made global heating, their phrase, 
forms part of the political identity of certain groups of people, unquote. How they gleaned that from their study is anyone's guess, but the author suggests that some people self-identify as a climate change denier, and hence they, quote, simply do not care what researchers have to say on the topic, unquote. Having found this paper to be a bust on the question of why people are climate change deniers, I decided to look elsewhere for the definitive answer. I had to look no further than an article published in 2021 in the journal Australian Feminist Studies, which is essentially a transcribed interview of Dr. Catherine Hayhoe that was published as a refereed journal article. Hmm. Oh, well. But an interesting fact is that for all her work on actually providing the text and context for the article itself, Dr. Hayhoe was not even given co-authorship of the article. She really should complain. We have discussed Catherine before on our Created to Rain podcast. Dr. Hayhoe purports to be a Christian, and I have no reason to question the veracity of her claim. That, and the fact that she is a rather outspoken climate change activist, gives more credibility to her, her thoughts on why someone denies the consensus and chooses to believe that climate change is not the existential threat to life on this planet. I should say that I have a folder of PDFs of journal articles that provide answers to the question of why climate deniers exist, and virtually every one of them corroborate Dr. Hayhoe's point of view. In this transcribed interview with Dr. Hayhoe, masquerading as a journal article, the title simply says it all. A climate of misogyny, gender, politics of ignorance, and Climate Change Denial, an interview with Catherine Hayhoe. In the interview, Dr. Hayhoe states, quote, Research has shown that climate denial is not exclusively, but predominantly a male-dominated area, and it is usually older white men, so it is kind of the whole package again. The people who are most opposed to the outreach and engagement I do are usually white conservative men who have a lot of other stuff going on. So before I block anyone on social media, and I think this is a pretty good sample because I have very large sample size, I almost always look at their profile before I block them. On X, Dr. Hayhoe, like most other climate alarmists, blocks almost anyone who disagrees with her and so, according to her own statements, she blocks quite a few people. Let's continue. Quote, and here is what I see. I see sexism. I see anti-immigration and nationalistic posts or tweets. I see adherence to right-wing politics every single time. It is like I can almost write their social media profile before I see and block them. And so it is 100% clear that there is this toxic package or bundle of right-wing ideology, nationalism, exceptionalism, racism, sexism, anti-immigrationism, and anti-climate change that goes with it. That is what drives many of them. And, and where does it come from? 
I read so broadly on things that have nothing to do with climate change because the root of the objections that I am getting has nothing to do with the science or with climate change, but with fear. People fear like they are being pushed to the back of the line. The fact that being a white man has allowed them to dominate Western society for centuries. And all of a sudden, that is not enough anymore. They are scared and they are angry. And so that anger with the fear behind it is what comes through in so much of what I get and what I hear. So the real reason we don't believe in climate change alarmism is that we are fearful of losing our place in society. We are old white men who are racist, sexist, and anti-immigration fascists that are fearful that the world is changing and leaving us behind. So we cling to a denial of human-induced climate change as a bastion of our era that has ended. Wow. And to think, I believe that carbon dioxide is not a pollutant, but that it is a minor player in climate change. Not because I'm an old white man, which I don't think I'm that old, but nevertheless, because I have taken the time to learn the science. I have studied the evidence, and yes, I have found the case that climate alarmists make to be lacking. Doesn't anyone ever consider anymore that the simplest answer is likely the one that is true? I guess William of Ockham was simply an angry old man with a razor. Thank you for listening to Created to Rain. Until next time, I am David R. Legates, and may God richly bless you.